Thanks for joining us, man. We're at uh, Murdoch Hyundai, forty six forty six South State Street in Murray. We got tickets to BYU and Utah game, two pair or one pair each. Come down and register. We got burritos. We got jazz gear. Love to see you. All right, Kyle Genthler joining us now. Kyle coming to us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. And that guest is Kyle Gunner. You can get $100 off a redesigned Apple Four. Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Kyle, good morning. You're on with myself, PK, and Frank Dolce. How the heck are you? PK, Frank, how are you guys? Great to talk to you, gentlemen. It's good to hear your voice, man, on this football Friday. Uh, go back, and you and Frank both can ask, answer this question because you were former players for the Utes. You know, when you got a game like this, nationally ranked two teams, right? And you're leading up to this game. How long does the week take before you get to the game? Is it, is it a situation where it takes forever and you're just so eager to play it? Or does the week just fly by? What, what Put yourself back in the mindset of player. No, I think it's the former. I think you started looking to this game as soon as you saw the score get up to 35 nothing, Or maybe it was when, when Oregon State's kicker missed as, what was it, his second or third attempt right before the half, and the youths were up 35 to nothing, that's when you start to look ahead to next week. That's when you start to think about, man, you know, if you're Utah and you're an offensive player, you're really stoked to have Zach Moss back. That run, that 91-yard run against Oregon State's one of the best in the history of Utah football. And then you start watching film, and you realize, you know, Benjamin is just as good of a player. This is going to be the the most epic battle of running backs, certainly this season for the Utes and, and maybe the last few seasons. So you've been looking forward to this game for quite some time because Arizona State's one of those teams in the South that they, them along with Utah, they've been the consistent pick, I think, to compete at the top of this division. So this is a, a huge game. The Utes have special uh, uniforms lined up, and, and this is truly going to be a fall day. The Washington State game was all stormy and it was crappy weather, but this is going to be a, a, a typical fall football game, the true environment that you have when you come to play Utah football. You know it snows. You know you've got four seasons here in the state of Utah, and you're going to experience that tomorrow afternoon. You know, Kyle, I like this matchup for Utah Utah defensively against Arizona State offensively. I think the more compelling storyline is Utah's offense against a much better Arizona State defense, number three in the conference right now in defense. Is there anything that can derail Utah heading into this football game? Arizona State's got a really unique defense, and I know you mentioned some of the stats there, Frank, but when I watch Arizona State's linebackers, I see – big play potential and and big whiff potential. And what I mean is those guys are running downhill trying to knock you out. And a lot of times that can give you a a big highlight reel play, a woo hit, as Ronnie Lott calls it. You hit somebody so hard the crowd says, ooh. Also, you can whiff on those tackles. And you saw Arizona State whiff a couple of times against Cal a couple of weeks ago. And I don't care what Arizona State did against Washington State. Washington State's now lost three in a row. I don't think their secondary is very good, but I think what Arizona State did against Cal was more closely suited to what will happen against Utah because Utah and Cal's schemes are very similar. But Vegas liked the Utes by the tune of, I think it was 14-and-a-half against Oregon State, and the Utes clearly covered. The spread is big again this week. It's 13-and-a-half because I think 
what Vegas sees is that Arizona State was able to capitalize on a couple of weird situations the last few weeks. Man, Jaden Daniels, that freshman quarterback for Arizona State, he's trying to take it all in. He's trying to go through a bunch of read progressions, and he's making plays with his arms and his legs at times against bad secondaries. I don't think he'll make those plays with his arm against the Utes, but Jaden Daniels is a threat to run the ball, and, and I don't think he's faced the type of defense that Utah has, specifically that defensive line. You can't quantify Lecky Foto on film. You see him, you read his height and weight, and then he hits you, and you realize this is the most pain I've been in in quite some time, and I think that'll be a big storyline. But now Arizona State's got, I would say, home run or strikeout potential on offense and defense. Jaden Daniels is young and fearless, as we talked about. ASU's defense is ferocious. They fly around. They're trying to knock you out. Uh, Arizona State's had success, I want to say, is it four of the last six years against the Utes? So it's a very strange matchup from the Utes' standpoint each and every year going up against the Sun Devils. Kyle Gunther, former Ute captain, and obviously knows football inside and out. I can see what Herm did in terms of recruiting. So he hires Antonio Pierce, who was a linebacker, at the U of A, ironically, and then played in the NFL and a Long Beach Poly coach. So he's got that Southern California connection. We're looking, we're talking to three California guys. You guys lived there longer than I did, but I lived down there and I actually worked and covered high schools, been to Long Beach Poly many times over. And so you could see the philosophy of Herm because Pierce was a linebacker, so they recruited linebackers, so they're pretty good at linebacker. Herm was a defensive back in the NFL, so they recruited defensive backs, and they've got those two positions, not just for now, but for the next couple years, they're pretty well set at those two positions. Where they're weak defensively is up front, and and my guess is they're going to try to get better there and recruit better there. So, But for now, the Devils have a hard time getting to the quarterback based on a traditional no-blitz rush. So with that in mind, we've seen Tyler Huntley, who I believe this side of Jalen Hurts and maybe uh, Barrows and the kid from uh, Ohio State is basically playing as well as any quarterback. Clearly, in my mind, he's in the top 10 in the country in quarterback play. The Devils have a hard time with just traditional alignments getting to the quarterback. What do you think they need to do, and how much can Utah take advantage of the fact that the Devils are going to have to bring some other guys beyond the the front three or four up front? Yeah, if Arizona State can't rely on their D-line, then look for Brant Keithy again to have a big game. And I noticed something last week. There was a couple of times for the Utes against the, albeit a bad Oregon State secondary, but Utah's double moves were working. It's because of the play action, meaning because of Zach Moss's ferocious ability to run. People, uh, Defensive backs and safeties, they're biting on the play action fakes, which means Utah's double moves are working. Again, to go back to the Cal game for Arizona State, I believe it was Cal's first touchdown in the red zone. Beat Arizona State on a pretty basic double move play. Other than that, I thought Arizona State played a pretty disciplined brand of football. And so I I think Tyler Huntley will again try to test those deep balls. He's found his confidence. Tyler Huntley's playing as good a football as he's ever played in his career. I don't believe he has an interception yet this year. The Utes and Arizona State, frankly, they don't turn the ball over. They have very low turnover numbers. Uh, the Utes aren't allowing, they have not allowed a 100-yard rusher yet this season, and so it's going to come down to tackling. Can Utah's defense tackle Eno Benjamin, and the same for Arizona State, 
The schemes are not going to beat you here. This is a physical talent matchup. Arizona State, Nino Benjamin, they are about as physically talented as it gets. And the youths with Zach Moss, they're very talented as well. But, PK, earlier in the week I was listening to you and DJ, and you were talking about the Herm Edwards effect overall. And it's been positive. There's no doubt. That's why Arizona State's getting on TV. There's no doubt that's why Arizona State is landing recruits. Herm Edwards is captivating. He is magnanimous at times. And Antonio Pierce has that cachet. But, uh, man, you know, you're, you're talking about Long Beach Poly. If people don't understand, every single starter at Long Beach Poly goes Division One. Long Beach is a really rough area. And you got these other Southern California suburban kids. They go into Long Beach Poly, and they get their asses kicked <laughs> even before the game. These guys have Under Armour sponsorships. So there's a few high schools you go to recruit, and, and Arizona State does that very well. Jaden Daniels was one of the top quarterbacks in the state. Now, I, I believe he's from the San Bernardino area. It's yeah. not necessarily Long Beach, but right. all you need is a couple of those guys, and they come in and, and they, they make those plays for you. Eno Benjamin, same thing. He was recruited by the Utes very hard. So Arizona State's a very talented team. They're just a shade under what I would say is, is USC's bar this year. And USC's just always in another stratosphere there. But this is, again, about can you tackle Eno Benjamin or can you tackle Zach Moss? This game's going to go down to the wire. I, I like the Utes to beat Arizona State. I'm not sure I like them to cover this. I think the Utes might win late with a field goal or, or a touchdown drive late. And both these teams are going to be trying to, to uh, hold on to the ball there. But another weird issue is special teams. Uh, Arizona State's made some big – I believe they blocked a punt against Cal, but then I believe Arizona State missed two kicks early on in yes. that game. Yes. The, the youth special teams have been oddly subpar at times this year too. So as much as I hate to acknowledge special teams, I, I think that might play a big factor this week between the youth and Sun Devils. So, Kyle, this is a Utah offense that brings the number one rushing offense into the game, 228 yards per game, against the number two rush defense in Arizona State, under 100 yards a game. You're a big old offensive lineman. You look at these stats, and you see that Arizona State also is the number seven pass defense in the league, 262 yards per game. Are you going to tell the coaches that you want to go in there and pose your will and you want to run the ball downhill, or are you going to open up with a passing game against this Arizona State defense? Utah's offense, no matter who the opponent is, they're going to start running the football. And that's because Andy Ludwig knows how to give an offense an identity. Utah's previous coordinator did not know how to do that. Zach Moss is the reason why this offense is going. Now, to go back to your, your comment, Frank, about the stats there, let's, let's look at who Arizona State has played. Now, I'm falling less in love with Washington State each week, and I believe they've had backup quarterbacks in there as well. They've had a lot of different issues. So Washington State's pass offense is just not the same. Now, Arizona State knocked Chase Garbers out of the game for Cal, and in came Devon Monster. Devon Monster is not a good quarterback. In fact, in 2017, when Josh Rosen got hurt, uh, that was the only team, that UCLA team where he started out at, that was the only team Tyler Huntley beat as a sophomore in the Pac-12. It was a Devon Motzer-led UCLA team. Colorado's struggling. Uh, I'm sure you guys watched that snooze fest against Michigan State. Michigan State didn't throw the ball or run the ball very well that game. So Arizona State has not faced a ton of really talented passing teams. Something tells me when they face Utah, USC, and Oregon, Arizona State will come back down to earth a bit. But also, Arizona State's been doing a great job of maintaining time of possession. 
which means they're just holding on to the football for a long time, and they're beating opponents that way. So, no, I don't think Utah will start out by testing Arizona State, but you saw Damari Simpkins running wide open against Oregon State, and there was a couple of times just two-man routes, just a, a post and a corner route, and Oregon State got confused because they had to go to man coverage on the outside because they were trying to bring that extra defender into the box, try to stop Zach Moss, and even in the second half, when Zach Moss was sitting out, Oregon State still couldn't stop Devontae Henry Cole or Devin Brumfield or Jordan Wilmore. And so if Arizona State does that same thing, if they have to bring that extra defender into the box, well, then you will see Brant Keithy one-on-one down the middle, or you will see Damari Simpkins one-on-one down the middle. Brian Thompson was slowed a little bit last week, and I think that was because Oregon State just threw everything at him. And so Arizona State's going to have to pick and choose. they got three or four guys they have to stop, again, depending on how you quantify Brian Thompson and Simpkins and Zach Moss, even Keithy now. In whatever order you want to try to stop them, that's where Utah will have to adjust. But back to the quarterback play, Tyler Huntley's playing as good a football as he's ever played. And when I watch Jaden Daniels, I see a guy who holds on to the ball too long. And when young quarterbacks hold on to the ball too long, especially a guy like Jaden Daniels, there's a couple of reasons. And I say a guy like Jaden Daniels because he's very athletic. So when you hold on to the ball too long in high school or even against some of these lesser teams against Kent State or Sac State, Jaden Daniels just scrambled himself out of pressure. He's not going to do that against Utah. So my other thought when I see a quarterback holding on to the ball too long, and he's young like Dorian Thompson-Robinson did for UCLA at times last year and even this year, and Jaden Daniels this year, it's because they're trying to go through too many read progressions. My complaint about Tyler Huntley the last few years has been he's a one-read quarterback. He looks at his primary option, and unless he's facing zone coverage against an awful Oregon State team, Tyler Huntley was... Uh, he wasn't patient enough at times. Jaden Daniels is being too patient. And I wonder then, will the Utes just, will they hold back on blitzing? And will they just drop seven or maybe even eight into coverage and say, we don't think you're going to beat us with your mind, Jaden Daniels. And so the Utes might just trust their defensive line and just let Jaden Daniels make his own mistakes. But again, when I see a young quarterback holding on to the ball too long, taking sacks that he really shouldn't, it's because he's fearless. And he's a little bit naive, and I'm anxious to see what the Utes do there against Jaden Daniels. Again, if they maybe they bring pressure early to freak him out and then adjust and then start dropping back into coverage and saying, okay, yeah, go through your third read progression because guess what? Mika Tafu is coming around the edge. You've got 2.9 seconds, and then he hits you in the spleen. Remember, the Utes lacerated Connor Halliday's spleen a few years ago at Washington State. That young man almost died on the field. So there's a lot of hyperbole and a lot of cliches used in football. But when those D-linemen come around the edge, when Max Tupai, who does not speak publicly, when he comes around the edge with bad intentions and he hits you in between your shoulder pads and your hip pads, that's vital organ time. They hit you in the vital organs and you may pee blood the next day. It hurts. <laughs> Kyle, thanks for your analysis, man, and thanks for grossing us out. We appreciate it. <laughs> good to talk to you, Kyle. All right, guys. All right, I appreciate you. Have a good day. All right, that is former Ute captain Kyle Gunther coming to us on the Sprint special guest line. Bring it in, guys. On three, lacerate spleens. Ready, break. All right, Brian. Here we go. Wow. 
All right. If you're still in the mood for food, we've got some free food right now. We have got Sweeto Burritos, breakfast burritos right there. we got two containers. Come on down to 4646 South State Street in Murray, Utah, on the west side of the street. We're at Murdoch Hyundai, MurdochHyundai.com, to find out about all their cars. Let me tell you about something that they got going on right now. You can come see the award-winning lineup of Hyundais during the Murdoch Hyundai in every driveway sales event. What they got is a Sonatathon, and it's been extended at Murdoch Hyundai in Murray, 4646 South State Street. You can take up to $8,000 off a new 2019 Sonata Limited, or you can purchase a brand new 2019 Sonata SE for only $17,770. You got that? And I told you about the burritos. They're right there. People having some right now. You can get a conventional oil change for only nine. 1990 and grab that complimentary breakfast burrito from Sweeto Burrito. And right here, we got some people registering. Frank, just to your left there, yes, we sir. got tickets to the Utah game and tickets to BYU Boise. So we have got three ranked teams that you can go see for free in addition to the BYU Cougars tomorrow. All you got to do is register. Visit our guy on site, Zach Brady. He'll get you registered. And then in just about an hour and a half, we will announce the winners for those and you will be contacted if you win the tickets to BYU or Utah a pair each there you go all right that was the voice of Frank Dolce you just heard from Kyle Gunther we'll talk some BYU football at the top of the hour with Brian Keel coming up next we're going to delve more into this Utah game to see what they need to do to win I don't care about covering it's just about winning the football game that's all that matters to Kyle Whittingham and his guys stay with us 97.5 1280 the zone this 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 is Hans Olsen and Scotty G it's what you want joining us now Mike you can Mike how are you I'm doing quite well and I think you guys are probably discussing the fact that one of the biggest games in the Pac-12 this year no one's going to be able to see yep and that would be it I'm I, I don't even live on the west coast and I'm irritated the Pac-12 network I get the idea it's not good I live in Florida obviously I get the Big Ten network the SEC network and the ACC network why isn't the Pac-12 on more outlets I would be serious if you are the Pac-12 Network. Put Oregon State Cal on. Don't put Arizona State Utah. You're wasting one of your better games of the season. Two ranked teams, and who's going to be able to see it? It's ludicrous. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back in 97.5, 1280 The Zone. DJ and PK. DJ will be back on Monday. Former Ute Frank Dolce sitting in. I need to tell you about Diamond Airport Parking. They've got fantastic rates, free car washes, 24-7 shuttle services, detail, oil changes, and glass repair while you are away. Diamond Airport with the best new program in Utah, the awards program. They've got a great rewards program in Utah, man. It's really cool. Only airport valet service in Utah. You park, ride, and save just off I-80 and Redwood Road. You've seen it. That's Diamond Airport Parking. All right, Frank. Huge game. Huge week of weekend of football here in the state. Up north with Utah State needs to get back on track mm-hmm. and move to 3-0 and against Nevada. 
and then you know setting up what they hope obviously is a showdown with Boise State down the line Boise State coming into town for BYU this is one of their big games you know you don't have that familiarity with their schedule so when they play Utah Utah State Boise uh, Boise yeah definitely Boise it takes on a little more meaning I think when they play Pac-12 schools and then when they play, obviously Utah's already in the Pac-12, but when they play Boise and Utah State, because they're recurring on the schedule, it means more. They're barometer games to see where you stack up. So they're, they've got some quarterback injuries. And then, of course, two nationally ranked teams coming into Rice-Eccles. This is what you joined the conference for back 10 years ago for games exactly like this. I can't say specifically first place is on the line because you see everybody still has five conference games after that. And as we've seen, and we talked to you earlier in the week on Monday, anything can happen, or almost anything anyway. Maybe not every, anything, but almost. So you get an injury, and then maybe anything can happen. I mean, you look at... Chip Kelly's team look like garbage, and then Stanford's down to the third-team quarterback, and they've got no problem beating the Cardinal. So with that in mind, I don't say that the game, the first place is on the line, but taking a major step toward winning division certainly is on the line. Uh, What do you think the player's mindset is? We talked to Jalen Johnson earlier in the week, and he just said, nah, I'm not really concerned about any of that stuff. I don't get caught up it's it's a football game we got to win it's another check mark and then you got cal washington blah 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 so he's not really caught up in the national ranking is that maybe uh it vary from player to player some guys may get caught up in it other guys don't or do you think it's more universal that these guys aren't necessarily worried about beating the yeah. 18th ranked sun devils they're yeah. worried about winning another conference game yeah for all of us on the outside looking in, this is the most important three-game stretch for Utah. With, with, Looks with, like it. Yeah, with, with Arizona State and Cal and, and Washington. I think if Utah is going to take a loss the rest of the way, it comes in this three-game stretch. So it's interesting for us to look at that and say, well, you have to get this done, and, and if you don't, then this might happen or this might happen. One of the really great things about Coach Whittingham and the way that he's run this program and built this program is that uh, – and, and, and the way that he trained under Urban Meyer for a couple of years is that there's a process, and the process – stays in place no matter what happens with the team so win lose draw whatever up or down this team knows that on monday afternoon this is our schedule this is what we're going to work on this is what we're going to watch and this is how we're going to train and on tuesday we're going to install this and we're going to look at this defensively and this offensively and practice is going to last from this point to this point and then you're going to go do your workout and you go study i mean every every day of the week is programmed and 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 every hour every minute of the hour is programmed for these guys so they have a complete expectation and confidence in what they're doing week in and week out it's not like the i mean i i played for coaches that you you know you, you knew that if you lost on Saturday Saturday afternoon that Monday was going to be a disaster <laughs> and, and that was not a comfortable feeling and then you you know if you won then maybe it wasn't going to be so bad but it was a roller coaster ride and that you know the team kind of performed that way I think Utah over the course of Coach Whittingham's career you could say the team's been pretty steady I mean there's ups and downs no doubt they've lost some they shouldn't have and won some maybe they shouldn't have but but pretty 
pr- pretty pretty much you could say it was it's been a steady program. It takes on the personality of the for coach. sure. Yeah, he's consistent in all that he does. You know yeah. what you're getting from him every single day. I've known him for many years yeah. as you have, and he rarely varies. He's basically the same dude today as he was yesterday and as yeah. tomorrow and all that stuff. And in and, and, and a crazy business, when you think of in the South, since Kyle has been there, there has been 16 coaching changes among the other five schools. 16. <laughs> only only you know to mean, be equaled by the number of offensive coordinators. Yeah, that's why he does all the changes. Yeah, he changes at that, that coordinator. Although it looks like he struck a home run. You know, with I found one now, yeah, for sure. And and he's he's said that this is his last coordinator, and now he can't control that because if Ludwig decides he takes off, so be it. Yeah. But he believes this is his last coordinator. So that consistency goes a long way. And I've heard Ute fans, if they should lose, we'll hear this tomorrow, and it'll drive me nuts. We got to get rid to him, man. He can't win the oh, big game. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, we heard it after USC. I, you know, I heard it early on in the season. Just, get rid of him, get rid of him, get rid of him. I just don't know how you replace that guy. Yeah, I was saying, be careful what you wish for, no man. Kidding. I've been around this conference for 40 friggin' years and seen all these teams get in this stupid cycle of changing coaches every four or five years, and what does it produce? It, well, the only thing it produces is a new coach every five years. That's it. That's it, doesn't occur, it. it doesn't produce any better results. You'd there, love to say that. There are there are three, maybe four, like game changing coaches in, in in the world. In the world. <laughs> I mean, if you're and if you're that that sample becomes smaller. In in when you're looking at college football, I put Kyle Whittingham. Like if Kyle Whittingham became available, how many schools would be calling him immediately? To come and run their programs. I mean, he's kind of one of those thirty, one of those guys. I, I kind of, I'm kind of a little fearful that that USC becomes a, a tempting offer for. Oh, I've for seen his name mentioned like, at both LA schools. Already. Yeah, like Kyle Whittingham. So, mm-hmm. so to me, it's it's a matter of trying to hang on to that guy for a few more years. I want to talk to you. What makes him so special, and what do you think about Herm Edwards? Because obviously, his hiring a couple years back was not received well. But yet here they are at five and one, nationally ranked. We'll get to that next. Stay with us. Ninety-seven five, twelve eighty, the zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back in. Thanks for joining us, DJ and PK, on this football Friday morning. So excited for the weekend and the games. DJ, he'll be back on Monday. Frank Dolce, former Utah, Utah quarterback, joining us. Frank, two years ago, there was so much scorn and mock and ridicule when Herm Edwards was hired. And I've always maintained, oh, man. And, and, I for, per, and I obviously everybody knows I graduated from ASU so that I take on personal interest. But I've always had this philosophy of, well, let's give the guy a chance because you mm-hmm. don't really know. I remember Pete Carroll was like the fourth or fifth guy at SC. And, you right. know, they blew up and had some of the greatest times ever in that illustrious tradition that they have. So I said that I don't know that he's going to be a bomb, but I also don't know that he's going to be that home run that they desire. Mm-hmm. Well... He's not a bomb. I don't know that he's going to be the home run, but 
right now, it's looking like he's closer to the home run than closer to being the bomb. So are you surprised that he's been able to do what he's done? Well, when he started, at the same time, Arizona was out hiring a coach. I Correct. thought Arizona hit the home run. With Sumlin. With Sumlin. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, well, here we go. Arizona finally figured it out, and there's a team that's going to not only maintain some level of productivity, uh-huh. it's going to increase with, with Kevin Sumlin. I really like him. And, and you know what? After a rough start, he's kind of gotten things going this year, so we'll see about how Arizona finishes up. I don't think they're great, but... And then the, on the other side, I thought, oh, man, this, the way that Coach Edwards was handling everything and the talk about it and the relationship with the athletics director. And I kept thinking, does he even want to be a college football coach? Is he doing this as a favor to his, his buddy, the Seen athletics bogus. director? <laughs> yeah. yeah, does he doesn't, does he know if the Sun Devil is the mascot? I mean, it was yeah, all yeah. of this stuff, yeah, it's right? It's crazy. All it wasn't a good stuff. start. It wasn't a good start. <laughs> and then, and then the you know he's going to be the CEO, and you know, yeah, what's that? Coach and Other football coaches, particularly in this conference, maybe some in this town were, were mocking that to me. Maybe a few because they know of my connection and my absolutely. So they made fun of it to me, like, well, what this dude after yeah. all these years is going to reinvent what we've been doing. Yeah. Busting our tails for the last 25, 30 years, and he's going to come in and change everything, and it's mm-hmm. going to work? Come on. Get yeah. real. Well, I think he's done it. I think he did it. I think he's, yeah. He may not be the home run, but I, I agree with you. Like, he's way closer to being the home run than than being any sort of failure. Right. And I really like, I'm curious, now the, Now my, my thought goes, well, how long is he going to do this? Is he interested in doing this for the long term, or is he just trying to get the program on so, a solid foundation and then bring so, somebody in? And he keeps, he keeps pulling people in around him that are, who are really good and really talented. Yeah. And guys that you want to have a, around the program. So not only has he gone out and found great talent, in the coaching staff, he's he's recruited really, really well. And I think the biggest thing about that program right now is the culture that he's been able to create over the two years. Like, these guys just kind of figure out how to win football games. That's a culture thing to me. Right, I you got figure, you. You figure out how to lose football games. That's a culture thing. You also figure out how to win football games, and that's what they're doing. And so I, I, I'm a, I'm, I've become a huge fan. I, I love what he's done down there. I love his personality. I love what he's created. I love what he brings to the coaching community, like this, the, the, the notoriety, the... the oh, all sorts of publicity. The publicity and, and the way that he does it. Like, he just seems like such a... If you had a kid who was going to go play football somewhere, then Herm Edwards is a guy you'd want him to play for. So I love all the stuff that he's done down there. You know what's really been fascinating to me? And we talked to Lincoln Kennedy, the former... Uh, NFL player, college Hall of Famer, obviously for Washington. I talked to him earlier in the week. You see some of these guys on the sidelines. Rich Rod was just notorious for just having these personal <laughs> eruptions. I mean, you could keep a camera on Rich Rod because he was so entertaining and going was. berserk. And even Todd Graham yeah. would do it too, and he just emotions would get the best of him. And I know from talking to people down there that the athletic director was furious at that, that he would blow up at guys on the sideline. Mm-hmm. And you watch Herm, and it's like, I'm 65 years old. I've been through this. Come on. This is not that big of a deal, and we can do it. We got a manager here scott gerard i've said this to many times this dude is the best manager that i've ever worked for man when i say manager man, 
manager of people mm-hmm. because he knows how to manage people. He knows how to encounter with a difficult situation and how to work it through so you have your dignity and you feel like, Scotty, you call me up, I'll run through a wall for you, man, because you have just handled me the way I need to be handled. And Scott Gerard is a awesome manager at that and I see that's that's what I'm hearing what Herm does and he doesn't blow up and as a player man how much does that make you want to just just lay it out on the line for this dude because he's treating you the way you want to be treated absolutely and in in difficult times you react like your coach reacts precisely and and Herm Edwards reacts like well we're going to figure this out right and then that's how his team reacts right well, we're going to figure this out so I, I'm a huge fan huge fan the one thing where I can see if I'm a nerv- to be nervous about for the Utes is if it's a within a one possession game and ASU gets the ball with five minutes to go mm-hmm. because that for whatever reason and maybe it's the reflection of Herm it's where they shine they have done it Repeatedly, they did it last year, and they've done it three times this year with a freshman quarterback, no less. Mm-hmm. And you talk about a reflection of the coach. It's like, all right, guys, there's the score. There's the time. This is our last possession. we got to go however many yards. We have 75, 80 yards, 65. We need a touchdown. We need a field goal. Whatever it is, let's do it. Okay, sure. Yeah. And that that's the one scenario where I can see the Utes being, if I'm a Ute fan, going into this game being nervous because they have that track record there. All right, coming up, we're going to have Brian Keel. We're going to talk a little BYU. Right now, what we're going to talk about is a couple of things, man. On our table, we're at Murdoch Hyundai 4646 South State Street in Murray, right there on the west side. Right on our table, we got tickets. We got two tickets to Utah, two tickets to BYU. You come in and see Zach, our guy, and he'll register you on the site right here. And in an hour or so, we'll have the winners announced. So come on in and register for those tickets. They're available. They're right here. They're actual tickets, too. Not electronic. We're going to hand you tickets. 4646 South State Street in Murray at Murdoch Hyundai. Check out everything that they have at the on the website, and that is www.murdochhyundai.com. And right now, you can see the award-winning lineup of Hyundais during the Murdoch Hyundai in every driveway sales event. Sonatas, Sonatathon, and it's an extent it's been extended at Murdoch Hyundai in Murray. Take up to $8,000 off a new 2019 Sonata Limited. Or you can purchase a brand new 2019 Sonata SE for only $17,770. Also, we're going to feed you, man. We've got burritos, complimentary, free of charge. Breakfast burritos from Sweeto Burrito and conventional oil changes for only nineteen ninety forty six forty six South Street South State Street in Murray and. If you come in in the next hour, Frank Dolce, former Ute quarterback, you can hear him on all our Utah stuff with our pre- and post-game show, he'll take a picture with you, and he'll let you touch his head. It's good luck. I tell people that all the time. It's like rubbing Buddha. It's good luck. <laughs> Frank Dolce's dome is on display right here at Murdoch Hyundai, 4646 South State Street. Coming up next, Brian Keel. We're going to talk some Cougars. Huge game that they've got with nationally ranked Boise State. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280, The Zone.